Stumps with Nims and Simon O'Donnell for OTR. Hey, welcome back to Stumps here on 5AA. We do it for our friends at OTR, making life easy. Get on board the talkback line, one 23 55 Now, Simon, while we're watching the end of the JLT One Day Cup now, South Australia, 9 for 248 at the moment. Uh, put, not a bad target as well. We've got a bloke who uh, did some fine, some fine work for the Redbacks actually uh, back in the day. Of course, obviously, um, you did and more I more good work, for Victoria, than the Redbacks. Names. I was just about to say uh, because our proud Victorian blood can't obviously say I'm calling him Victorian. Oh, one hundred percent doing that too. But uh, we're joined by the high performance coach for Cricket Australia, Matthew Elliott, joins us. G'day, Matt. How are you? Gentlemen, how are we? <laughs> yeah, can't what complain. Cap, what cap are you wearing? Blue or red? Um, I'm actually literally do have a blue booper cap on at the minute, so <laughs> still find the flag for CA. Yeah. That's that's what we like to hear now, Matty. Obviously, well handled. Obviously, uh, you were doing some fine work with the Cricket Australia Eleven, but uh, at the moment, you're, you and Ryan Harris are nurturing the next crop of Australian future stars. Um, you'll be obviously looking ahead to the Under Nineteen National Championships, which are in December. But uh, how many of the Cricket Australia Eleven who were in action in the JLT Cup might be starring in the National Champs? Mate, great question. Great question off the bat. Uh, we had three lads in that team that will compete at the national championships for their various states. So um, there's Jonathan Merlo from Victoria, mm-hmm. Param Upar from New South Wales, and Max Bright from Queensland. So, um, so those three guys will each play in that competition. And, Benny, there's an Australian under-17s team you're associated with that plays in the under-19 champs. Is that right? Yep, that's right. So the same principle applies at the um, under-17 competition level as well. So we always have a pick-and-stretch team, so a team of lads that are sort of essentially playing out of their age group at the next level of the national championships all the way through. And I suppose the JLT Cup team is really the next extension of that team again. So there's always opportunities within the system to try and pick-and-stretch some kid groups have been identified um, by the National Talent Manager in GC and um, the other talent managers from their states. So that's how those boys get into those various teams to play in those competitions. Matty, tell us a bit about the, the, the system. You're pretty much fresh into the system in the last year or two from a coaching perspective up in, uh, up in Brisbane at the National Cricket Centre. One, are you enjoying it? And two, what are the challenges you've been facing? Um, yeah, I am enjoying it. It's um, it's always uh, an interesting game to go into, having played and coached a little bit. And you always, um, I think, seriously underestimate the skills required, um, particularly to move into the coaching space. But I've really enjoyed the challenge of some of those, um, trying to pick up some of those skills. Had a fantastic winter with the National Performance Squad, mm-hmm. of which your lad Tommy was one of the boys. So I had those boys for about, uh, it was about 14 weeks, 14 or 15 weeks, depending on who was in there. The quicks come in a bit earlier to be involved in their program so we can get them up to speed to bowl. Um, so I had that program through the winter, and that was fantastic. Love working with those boys. Uh, and then that sort of transitioned into the JLT Cup team that's just competed in the um, competition that's coming to its close today. 
Just going uh, in, into the um, CA11, because obviously you started off really great with the um, with the win against South Australia, but uh, unfortunately it ended on the bottom of the ladder. But obviously, but these guys are obviously uh, uh, young kids just getting their, their feet wet when it comes to uh, some one-day domestic cricket. But there have been some standouts in the Cricket Australia 11. I mean, we saw Max Bryant put on a tremendous 89 against New South Wales. Harry Nielsen also 94 against Victoria. And uh, Bo Webster just led the side in peck. Uh, we, we saw that, um, especially with Hilton Cartwright, it's not that big of a... It's not that... Uh, how do I put it? Out of the question that one you know one season you could be playing JLT for the CA11 and the next minute you put in, you're representing Australia. Do the kids sort of see that the this is a stepping stone? Even though they may have missed out on a spot in like their state squads, if they get into the CA11, they still have that hope that, you know what, a, a trip to... A, Overseas playing for Australia isn't off the cards. Yeah, I suppose that's the that's almost the next next step for some of those guys. I know that um, having had a bit to do with them, obviously during this competition, their primary focus or their sole focus is different for each one of them because some of them are at you know different stages in terms of their development. So for, for some lads, it's the first exposure to a competition of that level, mm-hmm. particularly some of those younger guys. So, so I reckon in their minds, they're just thinking it'd be great to just put in one or two performances because they're probably really anxious about going into the competition. There's other guys in that team that are in and around, in and around um, um, state squads, so they want to put in some really strong performances to show their states that, well, this is what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, give me an opportunity. And there was a couple of guys that probably didn't get picked by their states that had been picked um, previously, and those guys probably had a point to prove. So I think... It is a little bit different for each one of them, but but primarily, oh, I think their main focus is just showing that their states that they can perform at that level and trying to get themselves more opportunities, um, not only in their futures stuff, but also in their in the Sheffield Shield and potentially in their one day teams in the future. Matt, I'm trying to get a, a line on when you played and how the pathway you took to becoming a Victorian player than an Australian player to what we see now with these youngsters coming through these these programs and the under-17s playing the under-19 competition. Uh, do you think... what? Well, sorry, let me put it this way. What is the difference between a player of 20 years ago coming into the system and a player now? Great question. Um, and I think that's one that um, is constantly going around and around and I know that the state coaches at times, different coach, state coaches see, and um, I said this to the boys, it's funny how we see the world differently some of the state coaches are probably against, a little bit against having a CA team in that competition mm-hmm. for, what, for various reasons um, I suppose if I'm trying to compare like, like the questions asked from, from now back to then I think it was so much simpler when we were coming through, mm-hmm. um, you know you got to your premier club, you just wanted them now, the nets were all set up. You had fourths in one net, the thirds in one net, the seconds <laughs> in the first. And if you're in the fourth net, all we wanted to do was get to the thirds net. Mm. And you worked your way up the line. And when you got to the first net, then you wanted to try and make Victorian seconds. And then it was about playing. And, you know, I still rely a bit of a story, Scoob, about you and I. I mean, I was coming in and you were sort of getting towards the end of your career. But for me, when I was a young bloke training in the state squad, I remember you pulling me aside one day and saying, mate, you're going really well, keep going. And that was enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that was enough for me to keep pushing through and trying to perform and get into that team. I didn't need to be told 20 times because it just wasn't like that then. Mm. Different generation of people and we sort of communicated differently. Whereas now the, 
now the interests of the boys are so varied, and to keep them involved in and keep them in you know involved in cricket now competitions. So I think the more opportunities we can provide, the better. They've got to be at the right times for the right players, mm. and I think that's a constant challenge for us, making sure we match the player with the opportunity, but also showing them what what, what can be available. And, and as cricket's become it's become so much more lucrative. Guys want to stay in the system for longer because there's more money to be made by mm-hmm. staying in the system. So what we need to do is create some opportunities for some of these lads mm-hmm. outside of necessarily being created by state teams that might be driven by different drivers than necessarily development. Some teams and some coaches need to win to make sure that they keep their positions and keep the system, stay in the system, mm-hmm. whereas... Cricket Australia always got an eye on, well, what's next? Where's the development of the next player coming through? And I'm sure the states do have that in mind. But if the coaches are constantly being measured about winning and losing, then sometimes the objective of development gets a little bit more complicated. Um, and, and I think Cricket Australia have got a fairly good handle on this. They're saying to the states, you can run your teams and, and, and do put your own flair and do what you want, but we'll also bring in a team that provides a more of a development focus mm so that you guys don't feel like we're asking you to develop players, but then also maybe compromise how competitive those teams maybe are in some of the national competitions. It's very, very... Yeah, I probably haven't answered it directly, but I think it's quite a, comp- quite, a, quite a complex argument as to why we have some of these teams. But I think there's far more positives than negatives in terms of the opportunities that they provide. Yeah, I, I must admit, I, I agree with it. And, and you know, you're, you're from a... a an era, and you went on well after I played. But you know, you, you hear people talking down the the pathway these days. But I must admit, I've never seen cricketers as athletes and as skilled sports people better prepared to make the transition from playing against boys to men than what the system provides them today. Yeah, I agree with that. But you've got to also consider I'm in the system, so mm-hmm. you know, I do carry my own biases into that argument. But but I like to think that the boys are pretty well, incredibly well prepared. They're so much more professional than in terms of our era because, you know, you can only... Most people are a product of the era that they play in and the people that they play with. And at that time, I reckon we were pretty professional compared to some of the other teams Victoria was. Mm. But then the kids are so much more advanced now and developed. And we, the main focus for me has got to be the player. We've got to support the players, support their development, and sometimes that means giving them some opportunities potentially before some other people think they're ready to get those opportunities. And that's always an argument. That's always something you need to be very considered about in terms of giving people opportunities, but then also maybe holding them back a little bit to ensure that there's a combination of being hungry enough because there's a perception that they get given things all the time and they don't want it as much. Mm. But I don't necessarily see that from the kids that we deal with day to day. I think they're extremely... They're extremely well prepared. They're driven, and they're good. A lot of the kids come in the system. They're bloody good kids, mm. and I think that's that, that's that holds Australian cricket hopefully in good stead going into the future. Matty, I'll, I'll provide a counterpoint to you there because uh, we chatted to Chris Tremaine um, last week and he did mention that playing on the smaller grounds in the JLT might be a bit of an, a disadvantage for the kids in the CA11 because uh, when they play, they get so used to playing at like, you know, your North Sydney Ovals or your Dremoines or Allen Borderfield that when they do get to, say, a Bell Reeve Oval or a Gabba or an MCG, the... Uh, 
it, it's it's a bit of a disadvantage. Now, do you, what do you have to to say to that that argument, um, considering the fact that obviously this is a fairly condensed tournament? Yeah, and at the end of the day, if they didn't, they if they didn't, if they weren't in the competition, the boys we never discussed the fact that oh, we're at Hurstville, oh, we've got the arse end of the draw, mm-hmm. or they couldn't be more excited about the opportunities of playing at Hurstville and more excited about the opportunities of playing at North Sydney. I never once heard any of the boys say, "Oh, but my, oh, we're only at Hurstville." Mm. You know, so I think it's all relative. The guys that have played a lot at the other venues might say, "Oh, well, it's a bit different going to those venues," whereas our guys don't have those problems because they're experiencing it for the first time. Correct. So it's still exciting. It's still new for those guys. So, um, and the size of the ground, it's all relative. Both teams playing it. Both teams playing the same wicket. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look. Oh, I think you need a variety of conditions and grounds and surfaces and stuff to keep the players fairly well-rounded. I think at the moment, what I'm seeing a bit is I want to see a little bit more variety in the pitches. Mm. You know, I don't necessarily, this is my personal belief, I don't think 350 versus 340 is a great game of one-day cricket. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it should be far more in it for the bowler. Because I think bowling is an exciting skill in the game that sometimes gets lost because quite a few administrators are batsmen. Mm-hmm. So it's always about having wider <laughs> wickets and better conditions <laughs> and smaller grounds and faster outfields. Whereas I think the swinging ball and the reverse swinging ball and it's seeming a bit is exciting to watch still. So I think 250 versus 250 is a great game of one-day cricket. But maybe I'm showing my age there, you know? Well, I can't believe you've said James Sutherland was a good bat. <laughs> <laughs> they might slide James out of that argument, but Tubby and the, Tubby and the rest of it. You know? Hey, before we let you go, Matty, and we thank you for joining us here on Stumps, thanks to OTR, making life easy. Um, at the, obviously, it is an Ashes series, and uh, we've been talking at length in the past couple of weeks, even had a couple of people jumping on board the phone lines about what we do for the Wicketkeeper. Now, young Alex Carey here in South Australia is has been doing tremendous stuff. Do you think that we try something new for an Ashes series, or should we go to the tried and true? I think we pick our best team. Mm-hmm. Now, if Alex is in our best team, he's in the best team. If Matt Wade's in your best team, well, then Matt Wade gets picked. I just think we keep picking our best team when we can and putting our best team on the park. Mm-hmm. And I think if we stick to that philosophy, then I think it becomes less complicated. Um, I still feel really feel that a keeper bat should be... They should hold down that seven position. Um, and I think their keeping skills are probably almost their number one mm-hmm. and then their contribution with the bat. So I've seen Alex Carey up close at the national, in the national um, performance squad and he's a really impressive young guy, super fit. Um, you know, so I think if, if they went with him, they've got to stick with him for a while and give him the opportunity to flourish. If they're going to go with Matt, let's stick with him for the series and give him the opportunity or it's somebody else. Um, and I just think we just stick for a little while, just stick with the series and, and see what the guys can do. Uh, 100%. Well, Matthew, we thank you so much for joining us here on Stumps here on 5AA, and you've been doing some fine work, and good luck too. Hopefully we can see some absolute superstars come from the uh, national championships in uh, in years to come. No worries. Thanks, boys. Good on you, mate.